0: Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, Lord, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every online listener that they will hear your word and receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue our sermon series titled The True Gospel of Salvation. I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, Galatians chapter 2, verses 15 to 21. So we are Jews by nature and not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Since by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. But if, while seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, is Christ then a minister of sin? May it never be. For if I rebuild what I have once destroyed, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. We learned from our previous lessons that the true gospel of salvation is for all mankind. It is not by works. Man is not declared righteous or judged worthy by the works of the law. It's in faith alone, simply putting our trust in Christ Jesus. It's in Christ alone. The true gospel of salvation does not promote sin. It tears down the law. Let's go to our foundational text, Galatians 2.18. It states, for if I rebuild what I have once destroyed, I I prove myself to be a transgressor. This word rebuild means to build up from the foundation, to restore or to repair. And the word destroyed here means to dissolve, disunite or demolish. The doctrine of justification by faith in Christ Jesus, as it is recorded in Galatians 2.16, it destroys the law. It demolishes the law. It tears down the law. It tears down the old system of legalism and any system that functions by rules and traditions or rituals and restraints is torn down by the doctrine of justification by faith. It tears down the old practices where one tries to gain merit and tries to gain acceptance with God. It tears down the old mosaic laws. It tears down the old system That condemns us and the system that we were once connected to. The apostle Paul in this verse is speaking to Peter and the other Christian Jewish leaders. Peter had already placed his faith in Christ Jesus. Peter had already forsaken the works of the law, but his actions were not matching his belief system. When he had forsaken the law and walking in righteousness, the law and the walls were torn down. Peter, when walking by faith, was tearing down the racial walls and divides in his life when he was walking by faith and not being influenced by the false brethren. He was tearing down the lies of the enemy and the strongholds in his life. He was tearing down the religious biases and the prejudices that had him previously in bondage. He was embracing his brothers and sisters in Christ, which is the godly thing to do. And this verse and scripture makes it very clear and plain. Why would anyone rebuild the old system of legalism? That system has already been torn down when we place our trust in Christ Jesus. Why would anyone go back to the law, even in the modern day church? Why would anyone go back to religiosity and behaving like hypocrites? As the body of Christ, we forsake the law and religion and tradition, and we embrace the truth of the gospel, and we love God and all people. And as the body of Christ, we ought to be the ones striving for unity. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 4:3: make every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. We are called to be peacemakers. So we too, we tear down the racial walls and divides in our lives when we understand that we are all saved by God's grace and we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. It doesn't matter what socioeconomic status you have. It doesn't matter the race or the educational background. It doesn't matter your ethnicity or where you live or how much money you have or don't have. It doesn't matter what your political affiliations are or how much wealth you have. When we walk in unity, we tear down the law and we tear down the walls that divide us. Not one of us is better than the other person. Every one of us is saved by the same grace. Grace alone through Christ alone received by faith alone. The true God gospel of salvation tears down the law. In Galatians 2.18, as we continue, the apostle Paul writes, I prove myself to be a transgressor. The word prove here means to set, place, or put together, to show, to exhibit, or to establish. The word transgressor comes from the Greek word parapates, and it simply means lawbreaker. The apostle Paul writes here, it would make me a lawbreaker if I rebuild the law, which was once destroyed. It would also make Peter a lawbreaker. It would make us a lawbreaker. That old system has already been torn down by the doctrine of justification by faith. It's like he's saying to Peter, what are you doing? What kind of example are you setting? You are a leader in the church, a very prominent leader in the church. And this truth applies to us all, not only leaders, but to all believers. What kind of example, we might ask, are we setting? We are called to a higher level. We cannot go back to the law. It makes us violators of the law. And by putting ourselves under the law, Again, it makes us the worst sinners ever. We would then be walking right in Peter's shoes. We would then be trusting in the law and believing the lies and developing racism and biases and prejudices and living our lives as hypocrites and compromising the true gospel of salvation. And then on top of that, we would have people all confused and in chaos about their salvation. We must get the true gospel of salvation right if we are to make make an impact and a difference in the lives of the people and in the world around us. 1 Peter 4:17 states, "For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God?" As the church, we must get it right. Judgment begins with us. Let's go back to our foundational text. Galatians 2, 19. It reads, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. Number seven, the true gospel of salvation liberates us. In this verse, the word through is a preposition, which simply means on account of or because of, it's also defined as assigning a reason in an argument, explanation, or or intensification. The Apostle Paul states, It is for this reason I died to the law. The word died in this verse is in the simple past tense and it expresses an action that happens or a state previously existed. The French theologian John Calvin expressed this so beautifully in his commentary To die to the law is to renounce it and to be freed from its dominion so that we have no confidence in it and it does not hold us captive under the yoke of slavery. The Apostle Paul is making a bold statement, and this truth applies to us today as believers. We also die to the law. We are no longer bound to the law. We are free. We are liberated. The law put us in bondage, but grace set us free. The law condemns us and accuses us and arrests us, and the law kills the best man, but grace saves the worst sinner. We die to the law. The law reveals sin, but grace atones for sin. We die to the law. The law says you are guilty, pay what you owe. Grace says the Lord Jesus Christ has freely forgiven us and it is finished. We die to the law. Before salvation and the born again experience, we all stood guilty before the law, but Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for us to satisfy the law of God. The law was perfectly fulfilled in his death. Christ died for me. He died for you. He died in our place. I love the Tony Evans commentary. It states God's holy law required death for sinners, but Jesus Christ served as our substitute. He bore the wrath of God and died in our place so that we might live for God. The law has been fulfilled in Christ. He came to fulfill it and he did it to perfection. According to Matthew 5:17, we die to the law. The law pronounces a curse, but grace pronounces a blessing. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. According to Galatians 3:13, because Jesus redeemed us and died in our place, we are now in Christ. We have entered into a union with Jesus Christ. We are united with Christ. Now we are one with Christ Jesus and his righteousness and his victory and his life belongs to us. And here are some practical applications for us to apply this truth in our lives. First of all, we need to pray and ask the Lord to show us any areas of legalism in our heart and be honest about it. And secondly, repent and ask for forgiveness. Number three, Ask the Lord for strength to accept and receive the free gift of grace. Number four, be alert, vigilant, and recognize immediately if the enemy tries to make you take step backwards into performing any forms of work or legalism and reject it immediately and invest time studying the word of God so that you can grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you may ask Bible teacher Tyler, who is this Jesus? Well, Romans 10, 9 states, if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for salvation that's happening all around the world in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you until we meet again.